The Eastern Oklahoma Catholic Podcast is brought to you by the Office of Communications at the Diocese of Tulsa and Eastern Oklahoma. I get the chance to go to a lot of banquets like this. They don't get this big. What you people got is something special. You don't get this many people here. It tells me one of two things about you. You're caring, loving, conscientious, faith-filled people, or you got no life whatsoever. (laughs) My wife is a convert to the Catholic faith. She had a tough time with confession. She understood the reasoning. She couldn't get it through her head that when you go to confession, you got to confess your own sin, not your husband's. Bless me, Father, Ray has sinned. (laughs) She made her first confession when she was 39. Gentlemen, you read these marriage books, they all tell you the same thing. Be on your knees for your wife, okay? She goes in the confessional, I get on my knees. And I stay there the whole time she's in that confessional. So I took a week off from work. (laughs) She came out. Honey, what do you think? Well, you're right, Ray. I, I feel clean. Good. So, uh, what'd you tell Father? I'm not telling you that. You can tell me you're not bound by the seal. I'm not telling you, Ray. I figured it out. If you want to know what your spouse or your kid tells Father in the confessional, you kind of got to go in the back door. So, uh, honey, what did you get for penance? Now, if you know what they got for penance, you can kind of reason backward to how rot gut they were. She said, I guess I could tell you that. I got a rosary. Rosary? That's not bad for 40 years of pagan muck. She said, with the stations of the cross at every... (laughs) I kind of wish you'd have told me that before I married you. I still got to kiss you. Then she asked me, okay, Ray, what do you usually get for penance? Me? Most of the time? Half a sign of the cross? Sometimes a quarter. That's hardly enough time to levitate. Question I get most often is a shrink. Do you got any kids? I do. I have 10. That's why I'm here. It's quieter here and it smells better. People find out I got 10 kids. I always get this. All right. What have you learned? Learned something very critical. I rarely took them out in public. You take them out in public, invariably they're going to pull some stunt. Embarrasses the heck out of you. If people know you're a shrink, it's worse because you can almost hear them thinking out loud. Let's just see what Mr. Psycho Man does about this one. Many of you have raised your children. You found this out. We get our vengeance. First nine, ten years out in public, they embarrass us. After that pop, you embarrass them. Oh, man, come on, Dad. Don't, don't wear the pants with the feathers. Dad, don't wave at me when people are looking right at us, and I'm not going to pull your finger. At one point, my children were 12, 11, 10, 10, 9, 7, 4, 3, 2, and baby. 
The remote broke. I'm glad somebody got it. You know that? Guys sit them according to IQ or what? My 10 children are all adopted. Some of you may be adoptive parents. I was talking a few of you over by the book table there. One of the great things about adoption, the agencies don't tell you this. I think it's a great benefit of adoption. You adopt in December, you still get the tax deduction for the whole year. They pay for themselves at first, or then you start to fall behind because they eat more, you know, but you cut back on the food. My wife and I got this ongoing conflict as we got more children, and it got worse as we got more children. Ladies, I believe you will agree with me. First of all, my wife does not work for a living. I don't know what she does. Well, you quote me, I'll deny I was even here. I've seen what the woman does. I want no part of what the woman does. The kids were little. She'd take them to a grocery store. I'd go. If I was heavily sedated, I would go. <laughs> Had to see it. Strung out behind her like ducks. Hands at their sides. No, I'll touch anything. They would not deviate six inches either way out of a straight line the whole two hours they were in there. No, they wouldn't. Leg irons wouldn't let them. I got three white kids, two Hispanic kids, two biracial kids, three black kids. People would look at my wife. Some of them were pretty bold. Is some kind of club or something? Some of them wouldn't say a whole lot, but I could read their eyes. That major dork don't realize them ain't all his. I suspect her, but I can't catch her. There's an interesting phenomenon that occurs in my office. A parent will come in and describe a litany of trouble about this long. Then they'll say this. I think I'm giving you the wrong impression. Overall, he's a pretty good kid. How is that? Well, he's not on drugs or anything like that. One of the new moral high bars. He's not on drugs. I ask my clients, what would you like looking back at you at age 22? What would you hope to be able to say about that child? Now, no guarantees. If you're content to look at that child and say, well, you know, given the way kids are turning out nowadays, I'm counting my blessings. Parole officer says one of the nicest kids he has. <laughs> I tell him you don't have to parent that hard, folks. Parent like those people out there. You wish to look at that child at age 22 and say this? It's one in a hundred. Morals, character, compassion, seeks God. That's a beautiful human being. I challenge my clients. Are you prepared to be one in a hundred parent then? One in a hundred grandparents? You so dear people, you, you, you can't raise kids, grandkids like those folks out there. You're countercultural now. You understand that. And you're going to have to stand strong. And the interesting thing is many of you have raised great kids and you went against the culture to do it. You weren't understood, you were critiqued, you were analyzed, you were second-guessed. And then, when your kids turned out okay, you didn't get credit for it. You are so lucky. You just got good kids. I didn't get good kids. I got Chucky, Damien, Cujo, and Lucifer. The shrinks don't think like you. Do a little test. Go to the computer, type in child... Self-esteem search. 
Last time I looked, over 100 million options. The experts believe self-esteem is the preeminent moral virtue, although the research says it's related to virtually nothing. Type in child humility search. A fraction. When's the last time you heard a shrink talk about humility? My humility is something I'm very proud of. A couple people were asking me at the table there, do I have a new book coming out? I do. Three most humble people I know and how I taught the other two. (laughs) Can you imagine our Lord going up to the apostles? Simon. Now there for a moment, I toyed with changing your name to Peter, but I decided against it. I didn't know what that would do to your self-image. You know, you've always seen yourself as a Simon. I go changing your name into Peter, whole identity shift. But I'll tell you what, I've talked to my father, and he and I agree, you have a future in this operation. If you can conceive it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. 12 more weeks of Tony Robbins management courses, Simon, you'll run this outfit. Probably not. Bishop, I always wanted to go to confession like the politicians. Bless me, Father. Mistakes were made. (laughs) And I would like to apologize if God took something I did out of context, misinterpreted it, and became offended by it. I'm sorry for his sensitivity. I've never had this happen in my profession. It's happening a lot more now in the last 10 years. The blurring of men and women, the blurring of boys and girls. When I was in grad school, they pushed hard. They said uh, sexuality, gender, social construct, that's all it is. You give a little girl a front-end loader, she'll carry it around for four years, become a special ops tank commando. You give a little boy a baby doll, he'll carry it around for four years, become a nurturant preschool teacher. 50% of little boys will immediately rip the head off that baby doll and turn it into a machine gun. We are wired different. Women, for example, little girls, more verbal than little boys. Men, they talk earlier. They talk better. They talk longer. People will say to me on the radio show, they'll say, don't interrupt your callers. Let them talk. And I said, if I didn't interrupt them, you get one call per show. (laughs) One time, I have five boys and and five estrogen Americans. (laughs) Father, you're laughing awful hard there. I I don't want to say nothing about that. You better watch your back. One time I had the five boys with me in my car, and my wife had the five girls in the big van. She pulls up next to me at the light, looks down at my car, and does this. (laughs) The extent of the conversation in my vehicle took place about 16 miles down the interstate when one of my sons from the back seat said, Oh, James, Dad, tell him roll down the window. 
My girls used to come downstairs before mass and do this. Sarah, what's the matter? Sarah, it's 25 feet from your bed to here. What could possibly have upset you in that distance? Okay, fine. This is touching me right here. I don't like the way this touches me right here. And my socks are twisted. They got strings on them, and they won't stay in a straight line. My boys would come down. James, is that pee on your shirt? You see it now, Dad? I used to be in secular media. That's all I did. Oprah, Jenny Jones, CBS This Morning, Joan Rivers, that's where my career was. I wanted to have my own talk show. That was my dream. About 20 years ago, a small fledgling Catholic network came to me and said, how would you like to have your own show? I was so excited. I enthusiastically said, not a chance. I did. You know why? Because this is what I did for a living. And with normal groups, you make a lot of money doing this. With what you people are paying me, you're lucky you're getting verbs. I said, no, I don't want to be tied to a microphone. My wife said, Ray, give it six months. Just try it for six months. At the end of that six months, I had a stack about like that of people who came back to the church, marriages that survived, kids who came back to the church. I couldn't believe the power of Catholic radio. Unbelievable power. Many of you may be familiar with Father Benedict Groeschel. He was quoted one time as saying he believes that Catholic media is a main reason why the American Catholic Church didn't schism. Because it teaches the faith, unadulterated faith. So for 20 years, I've been with Catholic Radio. And Bishop, I don't know if this is theologically correct, but I was reading in the June issue of Purgatory Today. Where they said, if you, if you get involved with somebody coming back, you get a percentage credit of their baptisms. Like, I know I was talking to a couple of folks here who have, who have priests and sons. Now, you moms got to realize, you get, it's like Amway. You get like a 2% credit of every baptism they do. Look it up. When our Lord told the apostles, go out and preach the word to the whole world. If I was sitting, standing among that group, I would have, I know how I would have reacted. Oh, 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 okay. You, you want me to go out 
and preach to the whole world. You know, I, I can walk like 10 miles a day. Now, I really don't know how big the world is, but I think it's a pretty big place. 10 miles, 15 miles a day preaching. How's this going to happen, the whole world? How's this going to happen? And our Lord would have been thinking, Ray, you don't understand. Someday the gospel is going to be in the air all around you. And all you have to have is a certain type of device, and you can pull it out of the air. That is what you have. I can't tell you how privileged and grateful I am to be part of Catholic Radio. I can meet folks like you all the time. Get a free meal. You ever notice how all these priests show up when you got a free meal? There's collars all over the place here. Man. I got to close here because Adam is going to talk. He's going to come up and make a case. I said to Adam today when we were at breakfast, dang it, Adam, I don't know why I had to pick up the tab. You, you turned into Tyrannosaurus Rex when that bill came. <laughs> and I said, Adam, you know, with what you guys do, you have to understand what these guys have done. I, I, get, I get to all of these places. And what these two guys have done with your support is unbelievable. And I said, you know, you guys are probably going to have a network pretty soon, aren't you? And he said, well, interesting you would mention that with the five stations. I want to say this to those of you who have watched your children leave the faith. It is probably an unprecedented thing in church history that so many people raised in conscientious, faith-filled homes have left the faith. And what tends to happen is you blame yourselves. You wonder where you went wrong. What did you do? How'd you fall short? You know what? His fault. You wanted to pray the rosary in Aramaic kneeling on broken glass. He let him sit on the couch. Spiritual sloppiness. I would like to take your guilt right now. That's cutting me off. Is that what you're doing here? It's the it's Holy Spirit. Oh, man, man. I'm turning you in for that man show. It's got to be the person show. I'd like to take your guilt away. I would. And I can. I think logically, if you've beaten yourself up and you've wondered how you failed as a parent, please just answer yes or no to this series of questions. Is there a God? Christ God? Was he sinless? Could he perform miracles? Did he have a perfect understanding of human nature? Could he get most people to follow him? Oh, you think you're better at this than the God-man. Can you do a miracle? Can you even do a crummy card trick? <laughs> Our Lord himself couldn't get most people to follow him. I got 10 kids. They're grown. I got some going to serve the church. Some probably going to serve time. <laughs> One going to Penn State. The other going to State Penn. That's a good 
Your days of beating yourself up over this are over. Never, never tie your peace and your joy into that. My wife and I will refuse to do that. Our children are God's. They make their decisions. We're there to pray for them. Can I close with my favorite marriage joke before you start asking these people for money? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's, let's divide them up before we ask for yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, my bank told me when you pay me not to take your checks, just get cash from those pets that they sell. <laughs> Gold. <clears throat> Elderly gentleman and his wife were shopping. She bends over, picks up a can of clean peaches, sticks it under her coat, tries to walk out without paying. Woo! Goes before the judge. What'd you do? So stole a can of peaches. How many in a can? Twelve. Twelve days in a county jail then. Your husband can't believe what he's hearing. Your Honor, please. Please, may, may I say something? Go ahead. She also stole a can of peas. <laughs> this is what happens when you play with the big boys. All right, so if you guys will look at your uh, table, you'll see a pledge card. If you look at this, I want to walk you through this just really fast. We're here to keep Catholic Radio on air. If Catholic Radio isn't on air, we're going to have another Catholic country station, or I'm sorry, a no, regular no, country yeah. station, a rock station, something else. We will not have a Catholic radio station. And so we need your support. If you go through this. I would listen to a Catholic country station, I think. that'd be. It'd be like three songs. Yeah. Uh, if you look on there, I just want to walk you through one of the things that Dave and I, like, it breaks our heart when we hear somebody say who is Catholic, who goes to Mass every Sunday, and we come by and they say, like, I didn't know we had a Catholic radio station. We've been on for nine years now, and one of the things we really want to do is have a billboard campaign, because billboards are very unique in that they cannot have a call to action except for in the car. If you see a 94.9 on a billboard, you can immediately turn your radio to 94.9. Uh, and so we really would like to have a billboard campaign this year for 94.9. Billboards are expensive, uh, but here in the Tulsa area, we are uniquely positioned in that um, there's only 3% of us are Catholic, diocese-wide. It's about, I think, around 8% in the Tulsa area. But... The vast majority of people are Christian. The vast majority w would say, yes, I believe in the Bible. I believe, I believe and love Jesus, right? So we have a huge advantage over other parts of the country um, where we don't, have to, we don't have to deal with convincing someone like, oh, yes, there was this guy named Jesus and he, was, you know, he should be important to you. Um, so if we can create a targeted marketing strategy specifically aimed at these people who love Jesus and just simply invite them into the fullness of the truth. Uh, that's, that's how we're going to achieve our goal of making Tulsa 100% Catholic. So um, that's been a goal of ours for a long time, and it's something that we are going to continue to pursue. Um, it, it obviously is expensive, but, um, you know, we have big goals, and some of those goals have big costs. You guys can be nice because you live here. I leave. Tomorrow. So, 
I can pull a little Catholic guilt on you. Do you know the, if you want to call us a denomination, the denomination that gives the least? It's Catholics. One and a half percent. There's a big mega church in my town, probably half former Catholics. They had a pledge drive on a Sunday because they wanted to expand their campus. One Sunday. You want to guess what they raised? Six mil. Well, we do have $25,000 in matching okay, pledges. Okay, all right, all right. So we got $25,000 in matching pl- pledges. So you 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 pledge a dollar, we get a dollar free. Uh, so whatever you guys are able to donate today, twenty-five up to 25000 will be matching. Uh, so that, that helps... We're not, get we're to not that six, six million. million. Get to that six million. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that six million. Uh, another thing is, we're, we're actually uh, the guy who has cat, who started uh, the audio engineering for Catholic Answers Live. Uh, we've been in talks with him. In talks with him as we continue growing the stations, we're going to need to have somebody to help us with audio engineering. And so the guy who is the top guy of all Catholic radio has agreed to give us uh, his. I mean, I thought expertise. we were the t- I thought we were the top guy of all Catholic radio. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, it's awkward. You guys are the spiritual before pictures. (laughs) Are you the after? I don't want to say nothing. (laughs) Your home, yeah. Your humility is known worldwide. Uh, But, but so he's going to help us with audio engineering uh, for all these other stations as well. Uh, It's going to cost a thousand dollars a month to have him give us like best of the best uh, audio engineering. So if you can donate $1,000, that helps us cover one month cost for all the different stations. We have, we're, we're growing. So if you guys could right now, take out, take out your card. We, ha- we have guys across on either side being able to willing to pick up your donation cards. You can also see the other things that we're going to be able to do. The speaker series like we had, like we've talked about, we're going to be doing as well. Um, we also offer free advertising to any Catholic that's a good point. Catholic nonprofit in the area uh, because we, you know we want to build up the church. They're doing good work. We want to help them, right? Uh, but you know there's still costs that go along with advertising. So um, five hundred dollars is what we would typically charge uh, for one month of advertising. Just as a side note, if you have if you're a business owner and you want to advertise on Catholic radio, it's incredibly um, inexpensive compared to other media outlets. Um, Five hundred dollars a month for eight commercials a day, every day for the whole month. It's a pretty good deal if you've uh, ever looked into that. But we offer that to nonprofits as well because uh, organizations like Go Life, who's uh, I know uh, a lot of the uh, members of Go Life are here, uh, Birthright, um, and so if you also know a good Catholic organization that you think should be, uh, we should be promoting, we want to do that. So anyway, please fill out the card. Um, we thank you so much for being here. It really does mean the world to us. Um, anything else? Uh, let's see. We got, yep. We got Drew, Glenn, Jim. Raise your hand guys. If you're collecting the cards. All right. These are the guys, the people you can trust them with your information. I'm sure. (laughs) Thank you. Dr. Ray, how many, how many people do you hear from Oklahoma calling into your show? Well, it's interesting what you guys do. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that some of you call. I think you're a little full of yourselves because Typically, what they do is they say the person's name, and then they give the state abbreviation. So every time somebody calls from here, it says they're okay. I think, what'd you call for then? 
mostly men from Pennsylvania, pa, and Massachusetts, we get the ma's. All right, we'll give you guys a couple minutes to, to fill that out, and uh, we'll be right back. The Eastern Oklahoma Catholic Podcast can be found on your favorite streaming platform, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. <laughs> 